0: Welcome to Invest Stories, a podcast about real stories, real estate, and taking real action. Join hosts John Cooper and Kyle Robertson as they talk investing mindset and taking that first step. We all have a story. What's yours? The Investories Podcast. Booyah! Booyah Welcome. <laughs> Booyah. <laughs> I think we need like a we need like a noise or something.
1: Like an air horn. Like explosions, like on a used car commercial or something like that. Yeah. Oh Yeah. That's
0: what we should be like
1: the used car commercial guys. Anyway, welcome. Let's not do that. Yeah. Welcome
0: to the Investories podcast uh, with me, John Hooper, your host, and Kyle Robertson, co host. Co host. Co host. And then we need like a swoosh set. So, uh, yeah. We can <laughs> take that off air of production issues, right? So. Uh, yeah, right. Kyle, how's it going? How's your week?
1: It's pretty good. It's not too bad dealing. Yeah. I, I was. Been dealing with some some tenant issues, which I only have one that I self manage, and um, and it's a it's a commercial property. So we're, we're dealing with some insurance things, like uh, some some surprises that we found during some repairs that we were doing um, that they. <laughs> That they didn't tell us about. And so we're, we're dealing with some, some things. So, which is the the life of a landlord, I guess. But <laughs> on the personal side, yeah. everything's great. We went to the County fair last night and saw Clint oh, black. Cool. Yeah. I remember, I don't know if you know, Clint black a country music singer from the nineties. And, uh, that brought back memories of being a little kid. And so I took my kids with me and it was, That's a, cool. it was an awesome concert. What, what did after, you eat? Like, oh, geez. Uh, we had, let's see. Deep fried hot dogs, which I think kind of all fried hot dogs, right? And uh, more beer than what I'd care to admit. It was uh, we, met, we met a <laughs> met a lot of buddies there. And of course, it's Oregon, which is like the microbrew capital of the world. So we had lots of that stuff there too. It was just it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. They, had, they did a rodeo, like a short rodeo, you know, wow. on the, the rodeo tour. So yeah, it was good. It was a lot of
0: fun. I really want to go to the rodeo.
1: Have you never been to a rodeo?
0: No, I really want to go to prove- professional bull
1: riding. Oh man, it's insane. Yeah. These guys are, these guys are bigger men than I am. I, there's no way I'm getting on the back of some giant bucking box of bones and muscle. (laughs) There's absolutely (laughs) no way. Yeah. I'm not sure about that.
0: Yeah. You know, you can, you know, you can own a bull and enter it into the the professional bull rodeo.
1: (laughs) No, maybe that's how you should go to your first one is go buy a bull and and enter yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be good. It's
0: that simple. Yeah,
1: no, that's that's pretty much what I did for most of the week. I didn't do anything else that was super special. Just kind of plugging along. What about you? Uh, not too too
0: much actually. Um, just kind of hanging out and trying to do some uh, some mindset stuff and and mindset work that kind of stuff, which is pretty uh, pretty much spot on in terms of what we're what we're talking about today, right? Um, yeah, this week's been a funny one. It's um, I, I decided two weeks ago to prioritize kind of reprioritize everything, Um, but really like, you know, when you don't work out for a while and you go, Oh, I'll do it later. I'll go for a yes. run later. And yes. I kind of got like that over a couple of weeks and I was like, wait, why do I feel so doughy?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel you on that a hundred percent. And like, I think over the last two years, um, one day I woke up and I was, I think everybody goes through, through this, especially when they're, you know, get to our age, you know, around the 40 mark and you start thinking, all right, you know, I'm not getting any prettier. You know, I'm, I'm getting older and my, I'm having health issues. And and so a couple of years ago, I finally sat down. I was like, you know what? I need to make something change and started going to the gym and I wouldn't let myself stop. And I'm starting to kind of, I'm kind of hitting that wall. I think probably the same as you are, where it's the scheduling thing and and the motivation thing. You know, once something becomes so routine, it's easy to kind of let that fall by the wayside, even though routines are what's supposed to keep you doing it. Sometimes you kind of lose that passion for it. And I've, I've, there have you experienced that at all
0: absolutely yeah I think for me I like novelty and so routine becomes challenging but what I really like is like a game like gamification mm. and that's kind of what I, I kind of reset a couple of weeks ago um, so I use I don't know if you've heard of Trello Trello no. is like, uh, you can build boards. Um, it's from project management. You can manage projects and you can kind of move cards through a through a system. So you could use it to, to project manage your day. So you okay. can say, wake up, meditate, right? Meditate is number one. Okay, so when do I want to do that? And you can build out your board. So that's what I did. I built out a, a pre, pre-breakfast, breakfast to lunchtime and post-lunchtime because those are really my busy periods of activity when can I slot tasks in that I want to do what tasks repeat that I want to keep um, feeding back into that loop and then what do I need to do later on in the week that I can kind of keep dragging into my day so I, I started this with a with a notes file on my phone and I just write done next to the things that I did right. which is kind of it works um, yeah I, I kind of miss it that the simplicity of it um, what i found is like I don't know if you you find this I'm I'm a serial procrastinator. So if I have a to-do list without any form of order or like you should do this first and this goes in a lot to like to like the um, kind of the what's the word, what's the best way to say it that kind of thing of like oh I need to focus on one thing I need to focus on that that one task to get a task done. Um, there's a there's a school of thought that you should just raise a focus on that ignore your emails ignore facebook ignore everything first thing and get that one task done otherwise if i look at a list kind of holistically i just don't do it i'm just like yeah i need to do all this stuff but it just looks so massive um so drilling into that list is is kind of the key and doing that the night before i found is the key so my my process now is to um the, the previous day order my list and that includes weekends. So like, what do I need right. to do this weekend? Fun stuff and, you know, challenging stuff. And then moving into um, the next day, like, how do I want to order those tasks? Well, realistically, what do those hours break down? Obviously you get fire drills with tenants and all that kind of stuff, but kind of just keeping that, keeping that momentum, keeping that North star going is, is kind of interesting. It's become yeah. like a, a, it's become a game. It's become like a challenge for me to do. Do you I use it I, do you use anything like that? or
1: not like that, Which but Jedi? I do use something eh, I, I use something it's it's very uh, non techie I guess is the best way to put it. I, I've talked about my whiteboard obs- obsession on the show plenty See, of times. There you go. yeah, and uh, so I've got you know one, two, three, four, five, six. I've got seven whiteboards on the office or on on my walls in my office and and they each serve a different purpose. And one of them is a, it's a priorities list. And so on that, anytime something pops up throughout my day, I'm like, oh shit, I got to get this done. You know, I'll put it on the list and then usually like an expiration date next to it, which makes me a serial procrastinator because then I don't <laughs> I don't get it done until yeah. that day. But I, I try to prioritize them from most important to least important, you know, or time sensitive, you know, I'll prioritize them that way. And then what I started doing <clears throat> when I was finding myself doing exactly what you were talking about is, I would take one of those that it's that becomes the focus at the focus task and I would just write it by itself with no other words on a different whiteboard and it's in big letters and it's right there I know I can't move on to the rest of that list until I can erase this one from my action board you know this is the action board this is the priorities board like the list and over here is the action board and that kind of gives me that uh, I guess that hyper focus on that one item, it's just, I'm just not the, I'm not the techie guy that uses apps and, and all that kind of stuff. I would rather just, uh, it, the thing is, is my phone, you know, it, it's got a million different things on it. And the difference is my whiteboard only has one thing on it. Not I only that, that. Yeah. it's sitting on the wall, staring at me all day long, right there. If I'm at my office, I can't get away from that. So I know it's there just so it always stays at the front of my mind. And it, it's, it's helped. It's helped a lot. I think when we have so many things going on on our phones that it's really easy for this stuff to get buried. Um, And so setting alarms like, uh, you know, using your calendar app is one thing that I do for pretty much everything. I have a shared Mm -hmm. calendar with my wife on there. So she knows what I'm doing. If I've got an appointment, you know, 30 minutes away in a different city that she knows I'm not in town for that, which has really helped a lot too. But I'm with you on that i think that's the business stuff the personal life stuff is the stuff that i've i've really struggled with the most you're way better or at least i believe that you're way better at that than i am you know i don't i don't schedule things the only thing i schedule is my workout time it's 8 a.m every single day without fail except weekends um i don't work out on saturdays and sundays but monday through friday i'm at the gym at 8 a.m every single time and that's the only thing that's really become you know a real um uh, i guess habit for me a good habit and uh, i've kind of been fallen by the wayside i only went three times this week and here it is friday so i, I kind of i feel <laughs> you on that you know i love that
0: i love yeah. that because th- that for, like you speak to a lot of people and say i worked out three times this week that would be like holy crap you worked out three times that's a ton right um <laughs> right so this this is what i found interesting so what i was doing i was i was and i was doing this before as prior prioritizing what i needed to do in a day uh trying not to procrastinate trying to drill into a list of stuff i need to achieve then the the kind of negotiables or the the things you could put off the things that weren't a red blinking light on the front of a uh, a cockpit like as you could head towards a mountain like workout was really easy to just push yeah and so just by structuring it and making it a non-negotiable and making it a challenge. The other addition to that is getting a a Apple Watch. This is like just any form of fitness tracker that you have to keep beating your high score. Again, gamification, right? Like I don't play video games anymore. I used to, used to love video games. Now I don't have time, but now I'm like, oh yeah, I got, this is a video game. Like life is my video game. I need to go and walk today. So today I went to get, pick up lunch and I walked there. So a mile and a half away. um this morning i did yoga and a workout but that feeds into the other piece of structuring my day which is if like make goals or make time that is achievable yeah so like a 45 minute yoga session just before like deep work time for me isn't probably going to happen i'll kick it and say oh yeah i'll do that a little bit further down the line 15 minutes no problem so i'm yeah. warmed up i'm stretched um that kind of stuff so it's it's just become really interesting these kind of i guess it, we could call it put offables mm-hmm. so things you can easily put off and i'll do it later or tomorrow and i think um the other thing is is then just the workout piece so like yesterday i went for a walk it was 96 degrees and i still went and I was walking and I was dehydrated. So I was trying to drink water and I was like, God, I just, maybe I should just turn back. And then there's, this is the other killer thing that I picked up in the last couple of weeks. And I think it's attributed to Jocko. It's a, and I, I heard it on an Alex Homozy podcast, if you know who Alex Homozy is, um, which is, this is what hard feels like. Mm. And I had that snap realization that we all feel, we're all driven to be comfortable and actually making it difficult and, and making things hard for yourself, uh, in a positive sense, right? Not just getting in your own right. way, but actually taking on hard challenges, figuring out problems, um, you know, going through the emotion and putting it on the line when you work out, you know, um, it's, it's become like a mantra in my, in my head. So I did, um, a couple of days ago, I did a 45 minute yoga workout and it, it's to the point where I'm like in a stretch and I'm like, could I, could i stretch harder could i make yeah. this now i guess there's a balance there right so well, if you're you, running and you're about to keel over yeah well, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're talking
1: about meeting your potential though you know it's mm-hmm. it's one thing it's it's a, the hardest part's showing up to the gym right or the hardest part's walking out your door that first couple steps is the hardest part about any kind of a workout but at some point when you finally master not really master but but get better at that part of taking that first step out the door then you hit that, that part where you're like, okay, well, I can do this, but can I do this? You know, and that's, that's when you, that's when real growth starts is when you start thinking, all right, I'm going to challenge myself a little bit and see if I can do a little bit better. And it doesn't feel like you're going to do that at, at first. Just the, the big challenge is just walking outside, you know, and, and that's the hardest part for a lot of people. Why so many people don't get started on, you know, doing exercise. And, and also it feels daunting, like super, super daunting, but one, there's so many different things you can do to entertain yourself. Walking is. Pretty easy for most people, you know, even very large or, you know, or uh, just very out of shape people or elderly people, you know, you, you use walkers, you have whatever you got to do just to get out there and get your body moving and get the blood flowing again. But you can do things to entertain yourself while you're doing it. We have all, most of us have some sort of headphones, you know, throw it in and listen to a podcast, some murder mystery or whatever. I personally, or like investories. Or especially investories. I personally like to listen to investories when I'm walking. You're hate no, your own I, voice. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't like hearing my own voice. In fact, no, I've really listened don't. to very few of our own shows. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> I skim through pretty much every one of them, but I can't sit back and listen to them. But that's not. That's beside the point. You know, I, I listen to history podcasts and, and nerdy stuff whenever I'm out walking because number one, I get to be alone, which in a house of five people never happens. So that's my opportunity to get out and just do something. It's just, it's just recreation. You don't even have to think about it necessarily as, Oh God, I have to go work out. Go, go do some recreational time. Go do some me time. You know, just, just think of it that way. It's just a, it's a mindset thing. It's a shift. Everybody can get out and do this. Who's mobile. You know, you, you can get out there and do this. And I, I look at things like, you know, we talk about mindset pretty often on here. Things like mindset, uh, podcasts, um, you know, YouTube shows, whatever it is that you listen to, that is, I think of it like my own medication. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Same as, you know, let, let food be your medication, let medication be your food. It's the same thing with mindset training, because I have gone through periods of my life where it's like, you just feel like everything sucks. Mm -hmm. Nothing's going right. You know, it's like, I can't find deals to buy taxes are due. it's like, I, we had a meeting with our CPA a, a while back, and, and we started talking about okay, well, we're going to do cost segregation on this one. We're going to depreciate these properties, and I'm sitting here thinking, holy shit, how am I ever going to be able to offset all of this recapture that I'm going to be facing if I need to sell a property? <laughs> I'm not going to make anything. I'm going to have no equity left in this thing, and uh, which is you know true to a degree, but it, it got me thinking. Okay, well. You know, maybe I am still in growth mode, and I, I haven't gotten to that point where my income is so high that it doesn't matter if I have to pay a whole bunch of recapture taxes. You know, I'm I'm fine, and so that tells me it kind of helped bring me back to and centered me and let me know, look, I still got work to do, and so I throw on the headphones and I go back to the the mindset training and I go on my walk or I go on my run or I go to the gym or whatever, and it's two birds with one stone by doing that. It's just it really is just taking that first step is easily the toughest part.
0: And I think that's that's the case with with kind of real estate education, um, or or kind of or getting started right. I think that the first thing I wanted to ask you about though is, I say all this and I say all this this kind of planning and and, you know building your day and um, I appreciate I have that flexibility in my day, so it's not easy for everyone. Um, My my challenge is always could you get up slightly earlier and work out or read or all that kind of stuff, and that's that's super interesting. Um, I think. I guess my question to you is having completed 75 hard, I mean, that's, that's next level. What's the, is there kind of, a, I guess mental fortitude or is there something that's come out of, of that process that you can kind of tap into?
1: Yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know who's, what 75 hard is, um, it's a, it's a program and I don't, I don't have the information right in front of me. So I'll probably butcher it, but it's, it's 75 days. You have to pick a workout. You have to pick a diet. And you have to stick to both of those. There's no alcohol involved. You got to drink a gallon of water every day, take a progress picture. Uh, what am I missing? I think there's some, there's a couple of other things too. And I can't remember what they are, but it's a very stringent thing, but there's there's nobody watching you, right? So there's, you. I would recommend if you decide to do this to do it with a partner so you have accountability. There's an app for it where every time you finish one of your daily tasks, you check the little checkbox. And at the end of the day, when you check the last one, whatever it may be. It it says, congratulations, you finished day 12 or whatever. And then the next day it's that that's all the app is. It's super simple. Um, it's, it's more of a mindset program than it is anything else. The side effect of this mindset program is, is you get in shape and you, you get tone, you learn things. I learned so much about nutrition by doing this because I was forced to, I didn't know much about, you know, the different ways that, that macros and calories and things are calculated, but I did, I, I finally learned all that stuff. And, uh, because of this program. And it was amazing. And I, I think when you have nobody looking over you and I mean, there is, again, there, there is accountability there just by, you know, talking to a friend that's doing it with you, but you, it, it's easy to cheat. Anybody can do this and cheat and say, Oh, I finished 75 hard mm-hmm. when in fact, Oh crap, I actually didn't take my progress picture back on day 35. So I should actually be on like, you know, day 35, cause I would have had to start over again. But, um, it teaches you that there that you can't run from yourself, you know, and, and it, it really does it, it it holds you accountable to yourself because there's such a uh, what's the word I'm looking for like a a die hard group of people that do this. And I, I recommend joining some of the groups on, you know, Instagram, Facebook or whatever for 75 hard. Because they will also help keep you accountable if you have questions like, oh, crap, you know, I, I ate a Jolly Rancher. Is that Does that mean I failed the program and I'm back to day one again? You know, those, sort, those sorts of things are all answered in those those groups. But I, I think what came out of it is the, the feeling of accomplishment is the most, it's probably the biggest piece of 75 Hard. You know, mm-hmm. it's, and once you finish that, and you realize just how difficult this program really is you really do feel like there's not much you can't do. And not only that, but you feel like shit when you're off of it. You're just like, <laughs> I, I, I just went 75 days on a string. Oh, two workouts a day. That wasn't, that was a, another one, big one, um, two workouts a day. And all of a sudden, you know, day 76 gets here and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to keep working out. I'm going to keep eating healthy. I'm not going to drink a whole gallon of water, you know, cause that's unnecessary. That's more just a challenge.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> you know, and so at day seventy six, you're like, oh my gosh, like I need to do something. I need to do more. You almost you just want to keep going. A lot of people do. They just they make this their lifestyle now, and they don't stop. And it's um, for me, I, it, it bleeds over to other aspects of my life where it's like I, I can't run from myself. I I can't I can't not do this super important task because then I have to lay down at night and I don't know who's listening to this podcast who enjoys laying awake thinking, oh crap, did I get this done? Oh crap, did I get this done? this really does help you to, to focus your brain on the things that are the most important and make sure you check your boxes.
0: Yeah. There's, I think, so that's, that's kind of my next point, which is, and I'm guilty of this. It's, it's the procrastination and then it leads to lack of action, lack of follow through. Yeah. Um, and then excuses kind of set in of like, Oh, well I will just do this down the line. I know, I know I use kind of working out as a, as a, um, Kind of a, as a crutch or a, an excuse or a example. But, um, you know, it, it goes from having a call list and, and calling brokers for me. It's like I hate calling people often, especially cold calling. I'm cool when I know people. Uh, so taking breaking that kind of initial um, seal to then phone people up and go, hey, Introducing myself. Once you get one in, it's fine and and kind of that stuff. So then you get into the tailspin of like, well, I need to track this. So I probably need a CRM and what over engineered CRM. You know what I did for a CRM? I built a Google Doc spreadsheet.
1: Perfect. That's all you need.
0: (laughs) Right. With with name property last time I spoke to them, basically. (laughs) It's like, what what am I doing here? Um and again, so I think I I've talked about on this on this podcast before. One of the one of the books that kind of ignited my um, driving to even starting this podcast, but really real estate, everything else like that was really, um, was the the Jocko book, uh, Extreme Ownership and like yeah. factoring in the kind of leadership piece. And if, if not you, then who, and, um, a few, you know, various other learnings around that. There's a book by uh, Tim Grover, who was Michael Jordan's trainer about like how, how Michael Jordan's different to other, other um, NBA players uh, other NBA, NBA players are incredible, but people like Michael Jordan have have this different kind of different yeah, vibe.
1: They're elite. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, they're the elite of the elite, and they they want everyone to know it by their actions, not by telling everyone that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's been really interesting, and again, it all feeds into that mantra of like, this is what hard feels. This is what difficult feels like. This is what um, this is what uncomfortable feels like. And it's, yeah. been, it's been really interesting.
1: I think it's important, you know, think back to anybody listening, just, just think back to the last time you accomplished something that was difficult. I mean, it's an amazing feeling, right? You just, it's euphoria. It's like, holy crap, I just did that, right? Wouldn't that be great if we could figure out how to experience that every day of our lives? I, have, I haven't figured out how to do it, but that's kind of what we should be striving for. And I think that's why I go to the gym. I think that's why I invest in real estate. I think that's why I look for more cash flow and ways to build wealth, is because I'm I'm looking for that feeling. You know, you just accomplish one or two really big things and it can really turn into a major snowball effect. And when you don't accomplish anything, and I know this firsthand, especially for a long period of time, it the snowball unravels. You know, it's more like a ball of yarn start going downhill by the time you get to the bottom, there's not much left of you. And that's what rock bottom feels like. and It's such an awful, awful feeling. And so what type of fuel do you need in your life to keep that momentum uphill going? And that's what I, I struggle with that every day, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. struggling with it now trying to figure out how to continue growing my real estate business in a high interest rate environment, you know, all these different, you know, that's why I think one of the reasons why we've been doing this, this long segment since the beginning of the year about creative finance is to try to give all of our listeners some tools and, and also ourselves, some tools because we get we learn stuff on this podcast mm-hmm. every single time. You know, so many people doing so many different things. Um, our last guest, Mr. Jelinek, I think it was Jelinek. Mm-hmm. Forgive me, Mr. Jelinek, if I butcher your last name, but uh, the way he invests is very different than anybody I've ever talked to. And it's very interesting the way he's doing it without debt, you know, short term debt. But his goal is just to be, you know, debt free entirely so he doesn't have to worry about the banks. and. Um, I learned tons and tons of stuff on this podcast and and other podcasts and, and, um, we just got to figure out what that fire is for us and continue to feed it. Otherwise we'll burn out and we don't want it.
0: So this, this goes to my final, uh, point really, which is in, and that's a great kind of way you put it, which is, um, you said rock bottom there's, there's like not taking action or taking action lead to each, each direction leads to a different plateau. Is how This is kind of how I got to thinking about it. So you take action, you get your first property plateau because what what's next, right? That, and you're right. on a plateau right now. So how right. do you get out of that comfort zone? You lean into the discomfort and yes. you figure out that next stair up to the next plateau. If you go down, you go, oh, well, I'll just do my W2 and then I'm going to go home and watch TV and plateau down. You're then on that plateau. Now you might yeah. drop down a couple more, probably not. You're probably just going to stay comfortable but it's that challenge to, to push yourself back up. And that's, that is where content comes in. Like, you know, going on YouTube and like just, just watching some videos and saying, Oh well, yeah, I hadn't thought of it like that. I hadn't hadn't thought of, maybe I do need to do a challenge. Maybe I need to go and sign up to a program, um, for like coaching or, you know, there's a, there's a couple of Jason Dree's short term sprint programs with like changing your mindset, rewiring your brain a little bit. Maybe you need to go and run a marathon. Um, That kind of thing they're they're almost i feel like i need that i need either a treat like i'm going on vacation great or i've got something hard to do i need like like with running i'm i run best when i'm training for something when i have an event uh 12 weeks away i'm like okay let's go do this when when i'm running on my own eh, yeah i I could quicken (laughs) the pace but just think of that coffee at the end of it you know (laughs) exactly Um, so that that's kind of interesting i think that plateau idea of up and down Uh, up and down yeah um that's that's kind of the the interesting part and i guess Carl, you've kind of (laughs) i was gonna say you're an average you were an average guy which sounds like an insult but you've (laughs) you've been in that kind of w2 driven life is kind of work and family and vacation when you can And, and i'm kind of there at the moment why is it most people don't break from that
1: I I think you've I think you've kind of already hit it which is that comfort zone piece you know it's 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 so easy to feel comfortable and I think that's actually what a lot of people strive for nobody who wakes up and says man I'm striving to be uncomfortable today true you know what I mean and so it it, but in fact you you should that that's what you should and of course that's (laughs) <laughs> and that's why I'm I'm talking out both sides of my mouth here, because I also like to be comfortable. Everybody does say, you know, it's yep. that that's literally the definition of comfort is you're happy with wh- where you're at. Um, you can be comfortable and be completely unhappy. Trust me. It's it's a it's a real thing. And you don't realize it, but you're probably unhappy because you're comfortable. So if you're if you're really looking back over your life and or take an assessment of what your life is like right now and you're comfortable, but you're unhappy, then it's you're not you're not comfortable. You shouldn't be comfortable anymore. That that's literally what you have to change at that point. Um, you need to find something that challenges you and makes you, makes you maybe something that keeps you up a little bit at night, you know, because by the time, whatever that problem is that you're trying to think through gets, gets solved, then you're going to get that shot of adrenaline. Your are the dopamine going to start running. You're like, Hey, I can do this. And you're going to do more. But if you just sit there and work your W2 and you're like, all right, I feel like I'm just waiting to die. It's, it's not a way to live. It's not living at all. You know, you, you got to get out there and you got to challenge yourself. And, and not only that, but figure out ways to impact the, the environment around you, you know, in, in a positive way. And whether that's some sort of a volunteer activity, it really does help fill the soul. And, uh, you know, do something good for other people. One of the things that I've liked doing, and, and, and I'm not lost on the fact that I'm lucky to be in the position to be able to do this. I like to pay for people's dinners just randomly, you know, like my wife and I, you know, we'll, we'll go out to dinner and we'll just kind of eeny, meeny, miny, mow it to a table and and we'll call the waitress over and say, all right, just, you know, we're ready to leave, put that person's tab on, on our bill. We'll pay for it and we'll leave. And it just makes us feel good, you know, and I know not everybody can do that and I respect that and understand it. You don't have to do that, but it's just an example of trying to, you're not trying to solve all the world's problems here, right? But just do these little tiny things that not only make you feel good but also makes somebody else feel good at the same time. And it, it really does kind of fill your cup back up.
0: I'm, I'm going to sub unhappy with uncomfortable or maybe the other way around. So like people, people live like that. They're, they like, they want more. They feel un, or unfulfilled. It's probably a better, a better word. So people are unfulfilled and hmm. it's like, what gives you fulfillment now? Is it money for most people? Actually, if you, if you, read and and watch a lot of videos and i was watching um one of the the kind of one of the the core wall street guys from from decades uh decades ago and his thing was like he thought it was money and it wasn't it was um it was giving back and giving money and building programs and i think um tony robbins says the same yeah uh he you know he he does the whole meals thing millions of meals for for people around uh, around the world actually and so that's that's really interesting so that obviously comes through kind of building this, this life you want, yeah. uh, which is, which is super interesting. Um, so yeah, yeah I think, and I, and
1: I would even, I would even kind of say, you know, I, I hate to, to beat a dead horse here cause we we've talked about your why so many times on this show. And I, I, I think it's worth talking about just because there's, it's such an important piece of, of who you are and why you're doing things. And, and I think for, Seven out of ten people, you can probably narrow it down all the way down to it's just your time. It's just whatever it is that you. Most people are doing whatever they're doing because they think that they're going to get time, and and a lot of times you don't. Especially working at W two, that time doesn't come until after you're sixty five years old, and who knows what kind of shape your body's going to be in at that point or your mind's going to be in at that that point. Um, You you really need to start thinking about if if your goal in life is to do whatever the hell you want to do, whenever the hell you want to do it it doesn't matter if you're 25 or 45 or 55 or whatever, you need to be already thinking about that and, and setting the goals to doing it and making the uncomfortable decisions and the uncomfortable steps to get there now. Um, because <laughs> you'd never know if you're ever going to even make it to 65 years old, you know, it's, it's such an awful thing to say, but it is, it is absolutely true. If if you don't figure out how to take control of your life now and get out of this, this cycle or rat race, I guess, then, um, you know, it's, I I keep going back to Bonnie, um, Bronnie Ware's book, um, which is the, the five regrets of the dying. I don't know if, I think I've talked about that on this show before, but maybe not. Uh, but she went through all the different things that, that, uh, she was a, a hospice care nurse in, uh, in Australia wrote this book because these are the compilations of everything that she asked dying people, um, on their deathbeds. You know, what is it that you wish you could do differently if you had your life to live over? And I'm not going to say all five of them. I'll, I'll leave that for the listeners to to download this book. It's on Amazon. Um, but I'll tell you what's not in there. And it's, I wish I had made more money. That is not one of the things that people say. I think you can get a lot out of studying what people are thinking when they're dying, you know, to help mm-hmm. you live a better life because those people have been there and done that already. Whatever it is you're trying to do, there's people who have done it before, most likely in, in most cases. And they can tell you what they regretted in their lives, and uh, looking back on it, money is not a regret for people who are dying. And we need to figure out how to change that mindset. That that really is it. It really is just the tool that allows you to have the time to do what you want with who you want to do it with. And um, and I think that I think that's a huge piece of it. We need to we need to change the way that we think about money.
0: So I'm going to add one more bit. I said I had that was my final thing, but here <laughs> is the final piece, which is we are motivated by reward and a dopamine hit and it's why Mm. social media is so attractive it's why we like sugar uh it's why we watch netflix and play video games what i'm positing is that's not the reward the hard work is kind of the reward but the hard work and what it leads to that delayed reward is the real prize but we're kind of marketed to and conditioned and sold to that we should just have the micro rewards
1: throughout. Well, we, we live in a commercialized world where we are the assets. Isn't that, isn't that, that's so shitty. Yeah, Facebook, right? You are the product. You are the product (laughs) and I don't want to be a product anymore. I want to be a producer. (laughs) You know, I want to be able to do the things that I want to do. And, but literally every time you open up Instagram or Facebook or, or whatever, you are being marketed to, to spend money on something else to make somebody else rich. Well, you need to get on the other side of the cash register and sitting there surfing Facebook isn't going to do it for you. And um, it, no, I'm with you. It's so commercialized, and, and everything out there is meant to take your attention away from things that will make your life better, because they are trying to ad- they are trying to advertise to you in order to make you spend money so that they can have the life that you're trying to get. You know, so start to prioritize those things that you do in your free time.
0: <laughs> it's funny you say that. So as I was as I was figuring out my system and figuring out uh, Trello, and I wanted to be better at note taking, not necessarily text notes, but like I'm I'm planning a a, a business at the moment, and I wanted to uh, sketch it out a little bit more. Met- map it essentially so i was looking at the kindle scribe and oh there's a prime deal coming up and i was looking at remarkable and it's this much and then uh you need to buy the case and the, the pen and all this kind of stuff and then i read some reviews on it and it said the the biggest problem with the device the biggest problem with um the kindle is it's not a problem but there's there's steps to get content from one device to your computer I use my computer as essentially my second brain. There's a concept of of a second brain. I was like, so all this stuff adds, adds a layer. It makes it more difficult. What I'm trying to achieve is, is, is I'm trying to expedite. I'm trying to make it simple. So what I did was I bought an apple pen for my old iPad. (laughs) I bought an apple pencil and have at it. I've scribbled pages and pages of notes. It cost me uh, $80. (laughs) Nice. and and that's all i needed and that's that's kind of you know and would a notepad have works yes except my handwriting is terrible and i have to scan it um but so just just taking that like i guess that's it like re re kind of assessing and going do i need to buy am i buying a device because i just want to buy a device and i want the feeling of potential from that device whereas the pencil it works brilliantly yeah i know i still i could have removed that and just used a used a sketchpad but um, whiteboard as i said yeah why i mean whiteboards are great you need my, my trello my trello is like a whiteboard in my pocket that's the only uh only benefit um yeah. also the the other piece um and and you spoke about social media the other piece is is the digital diet so i used to read the news a bit i had that mind shift uh, mindset shift a couple of years ago to stop like worrying about the news and now i just kind of i just let it go There's nothing I can do about anything on Google news. The other one is really trying to not be on social media before midday. It's almost like no caffeine, right? In the first two hours of your day, no social media. Yep. And it's, it's, it's liberating.
1: I do the same thing. I do it flip flop. I do caffeine until 11 (laughs) AM. And then after 11 AM, it's actually, I'm a coffee fiend, right? So yeah, same. Yeah. I, I switch over to decaf and I don't know. No, a difference. You can't do it. Is it why? It's a lie. It, Decaf's a lie. It's a lie. It is a lie. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you on that, but it, it scratches that itch for me and I'm still able to go to sleep and stay asleep at nighttime. So I stick with that.
0: Yeah. I have a, I have a hard off at midday, pretty much. Maybe one, yeah. I had a coffee at two the other day and I was in bed, like wired. I was like, that's not good. <laughs> well, what's up with me? I'm like an old person. So uh, cool. Well, that's, that was my list, Kyle. Do you have anything else?
1: No, I don't, man. That was good. Good conversation.
0: Good conversation. And if you're listening and you made it all the way to the end, first of all, thank you.
1: <laughs> Anybody still here? Hey, like?
0: <laughs> Secondly, did, did you like this content? Is there any other topics you want us to kind of go and think about and discuss? Do you want to come on and discuss it? Uh, you can hit us up at podcast at gmail.com. Um, look, Kyle and I are really trying to figure out the best way to add value to our community. And we do feel like it's a community. We're growing our, our YouTube um channel is growing please do go like and subscribe it really does help us out and keeps us keeps us keeps our egos rolling forwards right um but we're we're trying to be different we're trying to differentiate in terms of who we are what we do the value we bring and that and it is going to be value driven we want it to to be um reciprocal we're going to learn tons from guests we're going to learn tons from people emailing us with questions that we probably never thought of um, but yeah, we want to, we want to keep that value exchange going forward. Love it. Absolutely. Cool. Well, we'll be back to uh, regular scheduled programming, uh, next week. Thank you for listening to the Investories podcast. We all have a story. Okay. What's yours? The Investories podcast.